Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and on this show, I speak with changemakers, artists, healers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. I know a lot of us are dealing with clutter and just complications in our lives. And today, I'm really excited to have on this show an expert, Simplify with Eileen. Eileen Reed. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Yes. So tell me about what is the state of affairs with most of us and clutter? So if I had to break it down, I would say over my 10 years um, as an organizing and productivity coach, I find two things in common with most all my clients, almost without exception. And the first thing is that we all do pretty much have enough space. And the second thing is, we all pretty much have too much stuff. Mm. And so, the, um, so really the, the challenge comes with helping people define what's enough. What do I need? What's enough for me, my family, my life, my business? And we'll m more often be able to fit it into the existing space they have. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do that? Well, you know, life, uh, life takes over. We're all very busy. We're working. We're trying to be a, a great mom, a, a sister, a daughter, a friend, an employee, um, a wife. And before you know it, just over a few years, systems you had, maybe they just don't scale as the family grows. And before you know it, there's just piles and clutter. And it really begins to weigh you down. And when you're so in it, and it's your stuff, you often just get overwhelmed and you can't see how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I can help. <laughs> so what do you think, what's like, what, uh, what is the biggest obstacle? Where do you start? I know that right now, I mentioned to you before the show that I did some renovation yep. in my home. So we had to move everything out of three of half of the house. Yeah. And now it is so clear. Of course, that stuff is somewhere else. It <laughs> yeah. It's not all been disposed of mm -hmm. or, or recycled. Mm -hmm. But when I, so in those rooms that, you know, where it's being stored, there's like this, this kind of all this, these piles and, yeah. you know, corners and. Right. How do you, how does one even begin? They're, those are what we call delayed decisions. And it's okay because you know, what you have learned is that the things that went back into your renovated kitchen, that's just enough. Those are the things that, that serve you, your life, and your space today. So that's a win. So congratulate yourself on that. Okay, I will. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then what we do is we move to, you know, that room and we just kind of systematically go through it. You have to take small bites. Otherwise, like anything, you sort of choke. So what my role is, is to systematically work with a client to go through either a particular topic of things like all the bakeware, or maybe it's, you know, strategically we go from one corner of the room to the next. Um, but we decide how we're going to attack it and then take small bites. For instance, if we go through all the bakeware and we decide that instead of 40 muffin tins, we're going to arrive at your two favorite then all right, and then you, we donate the rest, and donating does the heart good, it does the world good. Uh, so I'm a big, huge fan of finding a future home for things that 
aren't serving you, but they can serve others. Why do we hold on to stuff? Oh boy, how much time do we have? Because this is a big one. Because <laughs> isn't that, I mean, it's not yeah. always easy. I mean, you say, and you just donate it, but sometimes it's like, <clears throat> but I has a sentimental value yeah. or... Or it was expensive, so I can't get rid mm. of it. Or somebody gave it to me. Or it's perfectly good. Or the biggest one, someday. I might use that or need that someday. So, you know, that's again where working with somebody who has a little bit of a objective perspective and isn't tied emotionally to the things can really help guide you to asking the right questions and, and arriving at the fact that, you know, really in my heart of hearts, no, I don't need this. And it could be helping somebody today. Um, so yes, there's a ton of reasons why we hold on to stuff. Some of it is sentimental, some of it is, of it is for the future. Um, and what ends up happening, Linda, is that when we're holding on to all this stuff from the past, it's almost like in our wake and we're dragging it and we're holding on to all this stuff for the future and you know, making accommodations and rearranging and making space for it, in reality, we're not allowing ourselves sort of the freedom to really live for today. Mm. So I'm big about having things that ultimately serve you, your life, and your space today. Mm. What about like paper? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> there's so much of it. So um, a couple of things. First off, I really encourage um, my clients to do as much paperless online. Those auto pay monthly bills, just get them set up so they come out of your bank account and you don't get those statements. Um, the financial statements, investments, those they, they kill a lot of trees. And I encourage people to get them online, have them emailed to you. Um, and then... Uh, get yourselves unsubscribed to a lot of the magazines and maybe college collateral that doesn't, things that just really aren't relevant anymore. So really try and scale down the amount of things coming in. And as things do come in, if whether, whether it's in your vestibule or your kitchen, wherever sort of the paper comes in, have a recycling bin right there. And as you're touching it, Resist the temptation to plop it in a pile on the island and decide, is it something I have to keep? And if so, it's gonna go into the office to pay. And if not, it's going right in the recycle uh, bin. That alone just helps a lot. It takes a lot of discipline. It does, it's building new habits, mm. um, which are never easy. Mm -hmm. But um, I think really where, where habits have the best chance of being developed is when your belief shifts. And if you truly believe that this stuff coming in is 90% irrelevant, then you're gonna be okay with putting it into the recycle bin. And if you shift your belief to, you know what, I can find this information anywhere. We live in a much different world today. Anything, Siri, Google, anything you can find out. So maybe I don't need the paper and just, let it go. It's it's freeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think you're right. These days there are alternatives. It was much harder 
figuring out filing systems and and find, finding systems to regularly go through. Sure, scanning yeah. is great. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many great uh, programs out there where you can really easily scan receipts or scan files and have them really beautifully organized in, in your computer, and it just reduces the need for paper. Um, also, things like bank statements where, again, years ago in our parents' time, you had to hold on to them and you had to hold on to all your bills, but now you don't. You, you, they're easily accessible. You set up an account online and you can zip right on and check your bank statement and you can even go back and check, you know, May of 2016. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. I have to keep asking, well, what about <laughs> clothes? I mean, yeah. clothes are a big deal because they are. They're a big deal on a lot of levels. I think a lot of people um, almost sort of, I, their identity uh, is oftentimes associated with their clothing or just, you know, ooh, look, I have the Louis Vuitton purse. So, you know, there's sort of, you know, that kind of status uh, attached to it. Also, so easy. We live in a world where everything is so available. Just, you know, Amazon, add, you know, click add to cart. We can get things so easily. Um, but the truth is, and I bet you know all of you in your hearts of heart, we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. We have our faves. We have our go-tos. These black pants, I wear them to death. And sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, I love them. They serve me. And I don't need 14 other pairs of black pants because they just get in the way. So really scaling down and, and looking honestly at what do you keep passing by every morning? You know, maybe it looked great uh, in the catalog or it looked, you know, great on the hanger. But if it doesn't look great on you, it's okay. You know, let it go and, and make room for the things that do matter. And then there is the someday. 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 I'll wear this again or yes. I'll have an opportunity or, an, yeah. Yes. And someday I'll fit into it. That's, yes. that's a tough one because... Um, you know, again, I, I've been a lot of different sizes. I, I'm a Weight Watcher person, and I actually learned this at Weight Watchers. They said that, you know, if you have in your closet, you know, a couple of, you know, you, things that are the bigger sizes, your fat clothes, well, that's your closet saying to you, you know what? I don't, I don't trust that you're going to keep the weight off, so I'm going to hang out here just in case you get fat again. And then you have your your skinny clothes, and what those say to you is, you know, oh, you're still not in the size six, you're still not here. So it's a lot of negative drag, you know, that your closet is giving you in a world that's hard enough. And you now have three times the amount of clothes that you need. And so just love who you are today, embrace it, um, love your body and, and, and clothe your body with the things that fit you and make you feel comfortable today. That's great. So you're obviously passionate, <laughs> which yes. is why this is why you've gone into this. Mm -hmm. Why did you like had this come up to the forefront of your life? Okay, so great question. Um, I uh, out of college, I quickly got sucked into the corporate machine and I was a salesperson for a software and IT consulting firm and I was with them for about 20 years. And, you know, on so many levels, it was great. I made cuckoo money, uh, had great clients, 
um, went on trips, won awards. Um, and when I really looked at it, like 5% of the time it was great. And 95% of the time, I was so stressed. I had health problems, I had you know, racing heartbeat, I, I got pneumonia, I was so run down, I had migraines, I clenched from stress, I clenched my teeth so badly at night I needed to wear an appliance. So there was a point where I just looked at my life and I said, this isn't the way life is supposed to be. And I chose to leave the corporate world at the high of my high and walk away and start Simplify with Eileen, dramatically simplify my own life and everything I've learned on that journey, um, as well as you know, taking courses and, and all that, is what I bring to my clients to really, really figure out what's enough and live a simplified life. Because that really um, allows you the freedom to create a very joyful, a very meaningful and very abundant life. So what happened for you when you left the corporate world and started Oh my business? gosh, so zero migraines, no more heart palpitations. I no longer wear the, that ridiculous uh, TMJ thing. Um, I reconnected with friends. I got more active. My body, I, I, my, I, that's when I lost some weight. Um, I just appreciated uh, everything and, and uh, the things that I would allow into my life really were in line with how I wanted my life to be instead of obligations or I really sh all the shoulds and, and all that. So I mean I I've created a life that I absolutely love and I get on Mondays through Fridays I get to do work that I absolutely love. And I see it transform people's lives, like truly. So, so that's how it transformed yours. How, how have you seen it transform others? Uh, so, um, you know, I get to witness literally, you know, transformations. A couple of examples. Um, we helped uh, clean out a playroom for a woman. She's busy working at Fidelity, has three children, her husband's a chef. They just, you know, they, the playroom was the bane of their existence. It was so full. It, this playroom was so full of stuff. I didn't even realize until we got going that there was an oriental rug beneath it. And when we cleared it out, the mom and I, that night she emailed me and she said, Eileen, I have to tell you, this is the first time in I don't even know how long my husband and I have not argued about the cluttered playroom. And it was like, wow, game changer game changer. I had another client who she used to love to entertain. She had so many entertaining platters and um, stories and just you know memories of when she just used to entertain but her house had become so cluttered that she no longer felt proud enough to invite people over and after we got through with her this past summer she entertained endlessly and just would write to me and say, you'd be so proud of me, it, you know, I did this. And honestly, I think, she, in fact, she was proud of herself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it really has far-reaching far -reaching effects. Mm -hmm. Because those are lifestyles and relationships yeah. and, and experiences, and those are the kinds of things that have real meaning in our lives. Exactly right. Exactly right. The thing doesn't matter. The experience, the relationship, the, the memories, 
all those things are what matter. The thing never matters. That's beautiful. So I, I have to ask you, how does one transition, or how did you transition from being in the corporate world to building your own business? Like, <laughs> what, what are the steps involved there? Yeah. You know, how does somebody do that? Um, it was a little daunting. It was really stepping off of a cliff. Um, but what I did is I joined the National Association of Professional Organizers. There really is such a thing. And from there, I took courses and I could um, just bond and connect with and learn from other organizers in my field. Um, I also joined a networking group of small business people in my area because we all have, you know, stories to share and suggestions and ideas of, you know, just maybe better ways to do things. Um, so I'm, I'm a big proponent of not trying to invent the wheel if it's already been invented. So I love, you know, working with um, other people who are in my same kind of boat. Um, so that helped a lot. And then, um, you know, I don't advertise per se, but just, you know, getting out and doing some speaking engagements and, um, you know, just uh, being active on social media and really showing people through before and after pictures and stories, just, you know, how things can be better for them. Those are some ways that uh, I built my business. At this point, I have a bookkeeper because I learned that that's something I'm not good at. Uh, so I try and stay within my zone of genius and outsource to other people who can help. Mm -hmm. So uh, just backtracking, because I know that some people are saying, well, it sounds great, but still, like, how do you get your first clients? So first clients were, you know, mostly uh, friends or f of, like, family members. Um, but, you know, they, they paid, so they were clients. And then I built the before and after pictures and got the testimonials mm -hmm. and did an, you know, exceedingly great job and then they would refer me to others um, you know in the beginning I was you know not charging what I should have but you know it's not about that it's just about you know building my own confidence and and building um, you know a, a fleet of clients who would speak highly of me um, so yeah so just um, you know just networking asking people I'm I'm unabashed about asking um, what, what can people say? Can they say no? I mean, that's okay. What do you ask? I just ask, you know, who do you know? Who in, you, who in your world is struggling with whatever? You know, paying bills late because they don't have a good system for managing their bills and maybe it's impacting their credit. Or who in your world is a mom, you know, drowning in uh, a playroom that um, you know is just the bane of their existence. Who in your world is a small business owner who is spending too much time reacting and doesn't have systems that allows them to be proactive? So yeah, mm -hmm. and inevitably people say like, oh yeah, my sister-in-law, or I was just talking about this with my tennis partner. So mm -hmm. yeah, right. So do you think that some of your experience in the corporate world has given you a step up on running your business? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I was in sales, so 
I'm kind of not shy about asking. Um, but yeah, and just understanding workflows and systems and processes and efficiencies from like a paper standpoint or, you know, just from a, like a, again, a workflow. I can help small businesses with their workflows. Maybe they have a 14-step process because that's always the way they've done it. But now we're in a different age and maybe if they scanned that or maybe if they just, you know, used a, an app that everybody could communicate on, you could take that process from 14 steps to five. And that's a, that's a real win for, for small businesses. So you not only help individuals in their home clutter, but mm -hmm. you also help businesses with their system clutter. Exactly. Some, yeah, they're filing their systems, their processes, their workflows, mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy both, um, both really, you know, fill my heart and, and I can see the, the transformations um, really happen. So I love them both. And how do you, so do you just work in person or do you work online as well? I do, I work virtually as well, yeah. My model, I named my company Simplify with Eileen on purpose because I didn't want to become a big franchise or be deploying little Eileen's all over the place. Like really, I derive great joy and satisfaction from doing the work. So um, I do have a few employees that on large projects like estate sales, I'll bring in some employees to help. Um, but pretty much it's me and I, I love to do it in person and I also can help people virtually um, go through a, a very a set program of uh, coaching uh, online and scheduling sessions and some um, you know, goals for them, working together and then individually. So it works both ways. That's great because mm -hmm. it expands your reach, but it also allows other people who maybe don't live in the Boston area to be able to avail themselves to your Egg. services. Exactly. We live in a very virtual world. We have the technology, so let's take advantage of it, have it serve us and be able to help more people. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned getting visibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. So as a new business owner, you needed to, um, people needed to find out about you. Yes. And, and speaking was one way that you did that. Yes. Um, what was that journey like for you? Uh, so it just started, I think the first time I spoke was at a Moms of Multiples group up in southern New Hampshire. And it was because of a girl I knew, it was her neighbor, and, uh, and that was great. It was moms of twins, triplets, quadruplets, all in this room at uh, 7 o'clock at night. And we just had such a great discussion of tips and tricks and strategies. And from there, I would uh, speak at a lot of libraries, at a garden club. A company found me on Facebook, a, a high-tech company in, I think they were Waltham. And they asked me to come speak at a lunch and learn. So it's just evolved, and I think good social media uh, exposure. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so I think all those areas, it takes some time as a small business person, but it's really worth it. Mm -hmm. So were you always comfortable on camera, always comfortable speaking to a group? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. you know, when I was really, really young, my, uh, my dream was to be a news anchor. Uh -huh. um, but, yeah, I think uh, just um, a couple of experiences. One of the first jobs I had when I was 15 years old is I was a tour guide at the House of Seven Gables in Salem, Mass. So I wore a big hoop skirt and would 
conduct tours for, you know, groups of 20, 30 people. So, yeah, it's just, and when you're passionate about it, Linda, as you know, you know, it's just, it's easy. It's mm -hmm. so easy. That's great. Yeah. So one of the things I love to do is uh, invite my guests to pick a card mm -hmm. with different essences or attributes mm -hmm. in. Let's see what you'll pick, and you can just riff on what you feel <laughs> like it, how it applies to All right. life or business. Hmm. Inner authority. Interesting. So I think that oftentimes small business people, we, we sort of think, oh, who's going to hire me? Like, oh, do they think I really know what I'm talking about? And honestly, I think just trusting your, just trusting your instincts. And I mean, I know... I can help people. I know I have uh, information and strategies that they just aren't aware of that I can bring to really help improve their lives. So I, I'm interpreting that as to just really trust your inner authority. Um, I have this little uh, card, one of those inspiration cards on my desk and it says, you know the answer. Mm. And you know what we do. Yeah. I'm also thinking how much that relates to making choices in our, mm. with our stuff. Yes. To trust that we know what to do. We do, we do. A lot of times when I'm working with a client, they're like, I know, I know. I probably wouldn't have done this if, I, if it weren't for you. It's almost like you need to give me permission. And I'm like, mm. oh, no, sweetie. You've, you need to give yourself permission, and you have that authority. I'm just sort of here as your accountability partner. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that's a great um, take on that as well. Yeah, nice. I'm thinking as you say that, I would need permission to say, just because someone gave that to you as a gift, you don't have to keep it. Exactly. Yeah. I will tell you that right now. Thank just you. because someone <laughs> gave it to you, made it for you, or whatever. Because, honestly, the, the thing that matters is that they thought of you. Mm. The intention, the gesture, the sentiment, and the feeling you felt when you got it, those are the things that matter. Whether that thing got eaten by the dog, burned in a fire, lost, whatever, it never changes that experience. Mm. And that's what I mean by experiences matter versus things. Right, right. Well, this has been so helpful to think about, and I've gotten so many great ideas mm -hmm. of what I can do in my own home. Great. How can people find you online? Okay, uh, thank you. So simplifywitheileen.com is my website, and my Facebook is Simplify with Eileen. My Instagram is Simplify with Eileen. My YouTube is Eileen Reed. Um, but if you just go to my website, you can pretty much link to all those different ways. Um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, and do you have a like a quick tip that someone should think about like today, to that they can take with them? Well, here's a real great tip, especially in you know the beginning of the, the new year is it's called the, the hanger test. Go in your closet, turn all your hangers with a hook facing out, every single one of them, and you're only allowed to put them hook in the the normal way once you wear the item. And in one month, two months, three months, your closet will give you the visual of all these hooks facing out that you're not wearing those items. And that might just give you the permission to donate them because you're not wearing them. So may as well <laughs> be free and clear. Be free, serve somebody else and give the rest of your clothes that you do love a little more room to breathe. Oh, that's a great one. Any last thoughts? 
Um, just the only other thing is I do have an event. Is that okay to mention? Yes, although um, if people are listening to this a year from now, they won't. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. All right. Okay. But if they go to your website, will they learn about it? It is on my website. Okay. Thank you. Great. Yeah, everything's on my website. Fantastic. Yay. Well, thanks so much for coming on I and have, sharing your wisdom. Thank you. I have loved it, and it's great talking with you, too. So I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did, and you're going to go home and declutter <laughs> and so you can feel free and easy. I know that's what I'm going to do tonight. And if you happen to have something that you are passionate about that is bringing you in front of people to speak and you're feeling a little bit of dread, I don't want you to feel that way. And I have a special gift. It is a guided visualization for speaking confidence. You can get that at lindayugalow.com forward slash speaking confidence and be sure to join us on the next episode of women inspired Whoa.